Greetings, everyone. I am Nomfundum Tembu. Welcome to today's podcast, where I have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Gooden, a doctoral research fellow with Professor Felder's Research Group. Amy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you briefly explain the main idea of your work? So given the low percentage of African genomic data in health research, our work advocates for the implementation of an open access genomics database in South Africa. We propose that this database be structured using an open consent model, which is adapted to South African culture to collect genomic data, which could be very beneficial for future health research. Interesting. Can you tell us more about open consent? So open consent is an approach that seeks approval from participants to use their data openly for future unspecified research without assurances of anonymity or privacy. This generally differs from traditional consent models where participants consent to specific studies and where there are measures in place like de-identification to protect their privacy. So their privacy is not protected. Why are you advocating for such a model? Well, the problem is that genomic data is always inherently identifiable, so you can't be unidentified, but we should not necessarily assume that people have a problem with this. Stated differently, some people value their genetic privacy more highly than others, and some people are data altruists who are quite happy to share their genomic data. We see an example of this in the Harvard Personal Genome Project. So there, people shared their genetic data without privacy protection? Yes, absolutely. It's the same with social media. It just depends on the person. Some people do not even have Facebook accounts because they value their privacy. Other people live on Facebook or Instagram and on a daily basis share many aspects of their personal lives. What this proves is people are different and value their own privacy differently. And in the context of genomic research, you then have people who are willing to share their genomic data freely with people around the world. Yes, indeed. That's why they are called genomic data altruists. And having the genomic data freely available can truly be a boost for research, especially as I've mentioned that there's currently a worldwide shortage of genomic data of African people in research. So how do we correct this? Yes, how do we correct this? Well, an open access large-scale genomics project in South Africa can go a long way to correct this. And one must remember that future generations will benefit immensely from this research. That is true. But I'm sure that people must understand, must really understand what is involved if their data are altruists, if they give their genomic data to be accessed by any researcher in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So open consent offers a potential solution as individuals are informed of the risks of participation and are therefore able to exercise their autonomy in deciding whether or not to participate. So transparency is really key in all of this. Yes, I agree. People must be able to understand in order to exercise their autonomy. Yes, yes. And the way in which one accomplishes it with open consent is not only to ask a potential research participant whether they understand, but to objectively assess whether they actually understand what they are consenting to. With objectively assess, you mean you test it? Indeed, yes. So given that people will be waiving some of their privacy rights, they will have to answer questions to test their understanding. This is what open consent is about. In other words, you really make sure that consent is in fact informed. In your article, 
you also connect open consent with Ubuntu? Yes. So in South Africa, the concept of Ubuntu plays a significant role. Ubuntu emphasizes the interconnectedness of individuals within a community. So we believe open consent, when properly adapted, can align with this concept by emphasizing the communal benefits of research and building mutually respectful relationships between researchers and the community. Mm. That sounds very culturally sensitive. How would you recommend building relationships with communities? So this can be achieved through community engagement, which should be continuous throughout the research and should consist of three main aspects, which are information sharing, community consultation and community involvement and collaboration. And how do you envisage a community engagement model to look like in this case? Well, community engagement is also reciprocal. Communities can offer unique insights to assist researchers, while researchers are also able to better the community's understanding of the research. So something like community meetings? Yes, community meetings, focus group discussions, and also direct engagement with potential participants and their communities, the outcomes of which serve to guide the research. You, you mentioned a crucial element in research there, community engagement. I'm very happy that you are exploring that concept. So what are the potential benefits of this open access genomic database you propose? Well, an open access genomics database for South Africans, if successfully established, has the potential to benefit the health of future generations through the advancement of precision medicine. It would also help to rectify the underrepresentation of African genomic data in global research. So what are your recommendations from your work? Well, we call on South Africa's National Health Research Ethics Council to give specific attention to open access genomics projects and provide clear and detailed guidelines for genomics researchers. They should focus on how to plan and implement open access genomics projects, ensuring they are grounded in open consent and active community engagement. This is very insightful. Thank you for your time and for your significant contribution to health research in South Africa. Thank you for giving me the platform to share our work. We hope our suggestions will be embraced because we believe they hold immense potential for South African health research and beyond. This sounds very promising and we look forward to seeing it materialize and changing the landscape of research in South Africa. Thank you to our listeners for listening to this podcast. If you want to learn more on this topic, click on the links on the articles in the description below.